What's up, Canes fans? Welcome into another edition of the Canes Insight Podcast here at the Canes Insight Studios. I'm your host, Peter Ariz, alongside D Money. We're live here in Little Havana on Orange Bowl Way. And like we said last time, these are this is our new studio. Uh, going to keep progressing, going to keep making it, uh, you know, our own. So you'll see it, uh, you know, pr- improve over the next few weeks. Um, but we're here and we're, we're, you know, right right by the, the old Orange Bowl site. So um, spring game week, you know, D-Money, I know you were at a couple of the practices last week and we'll get into that shortly. But we had a, a, a big announcement that's, Pretty long overdue. You see us wearing the Canes Insight tees. These are about 10 years old um, from the old days, the early days of the website. Um, but we are launching the Canes Insight shop. Not only are our you know, T-shirts and hoodies like this, the classic Canes Insight stuff going to be available. And it's, it's very good quality stuff. But also some original designs that you know some of you guys on the boards have been asking for. Um, some some stuff that's been around for a while, right, D? But I think the fans are going to be, and I think you guys are going to be excited about it. That will launch, you know, the link will be everywhere on the social media. It'll be in the bio of this uh, podcast, um, and, and you'll see it on the website as well. So, you know, hopefully you guys enjoy uh, the stuff that we put out there. Yeah, we want to reflect the community. So any ideas you have, things you want, post it on the board, put it on social media, we'll make it happen, and, uh, and you'll like what you see. Like Pete said, the quality is going to be top of the line. There's going to be stuff you could wear for a long time and, and in all kinds of circumstances. So excited to get this moving. Like I said, we're upgrading, we're building, we're building up the studio, we're building up the shop, building up the site, and uh, hopefully the Canes keep building up their offense and their program because it's been a fun spring, which, which we'll get to now. So D, spring game week this Friday, at Drive Pink, uh, you know, the, the inner Miami uh, stadium up there. The last week, you know, you were at practices Thursday and, and Saturday for the scrimmage. And some of the stuff has come out about the scrimmage. But um, your overall impressions last week and your couple times uh, over there on Green Tree. So Thursday and then Saturday, which was practice slash scrimmage, both full pads. Really exciting stuff. Thursday, this team was scoring at will the offense looked completely different than last year I mentioned apples to apples this spring to last spring the offense is scoring more points is that going to happen against Clemson who knows but if you're talking about the same team in the same circumstance last year they could not score you saw it in the spring game last year at that drive pink stadium you all saw that who went to that game or saw it on tv that offense looked like it did in the regular season, which means it looked horrible. It is much different than that now in this scenario uh, in spring. Offensively, you're talking about a lot of big plays down the field. You've seen the Houston film, so you know schematically some of the things that are going to be different. But in terms of downfield passing, that's come alive in recent days, even if it's passes that are incomplete, you're seeing the attempts and you're seeing a lot of completions. Just big days between the last two practices. You're talking about Jakari Brown deep to Ray Ray Joseph. Play action, Ray Ray Joseph making a diving catch. He's had some phenomenal days, really coming alive as a smart, lightning quick slot receiver with hands. He's, he's not just a guy that needs to get the ball in his hands and make things happen. He can catch too, which I wasn't sure of being 
a running back most of his career. He has hands, and he's shown that the last few days. Jakari Brown, who I mentioned on the deep pass to Ray Ray Joseph, really coming on as a passer, play action in the pocket, scrambling around. You're seeing much improved passing from him. He's more comfortable in the system than the first week. Just looks calmer. Still has that lightning quick delivery, uh, the strong arm, the easy arm strength. In the scrimmage, he had a scramble drill where he was able to roll left and fire a rocket down the field, probably 50 yards to Isaiah Horton, who made a play. Also had a play action pass in that same scrimmage to Isaiah Horton, which Horton dropped, which would have been potentially an extremely long touchdown. Was that, that, that was one of those plays that Cristobal was talking about. He, he said there were some inconsistencies uh, from the wide receiver group, uh, but that by late in the scrimmage, uh, that was cleaned up a little bit. Yeah, that was, that was one of those plays. Jakari also had a touchdown to Riley Williams in the red zone. Just quick decision, quick rocket throw. In the practice on Thursday, you saw TVD go deep to Colby Young. Just a beautiful, I think it was like a 99-yard touchdown pass from the other goal line. Colby Young's lost weight, gained a lot of speed, really looking like potentially that number one receiver. Restrepo, you know what he does. TVD's favorite target. This is a slot receiver-friendly offense, so him and Ray Ray Joseph both making a lot of plays. Cristobal echoed what you said about uh, Don Chaney at the running back spot. That, it, that he was getting back to form. He said he still needs to, to you know, drop a little bit of weight, but that he's looking you know, pretty much where, where, they think he could, where they think he could be. And that's, that's the thing. He's, he does need to drop a little bit of weight. You could see that. But he's still fast and explosive. So if he has a good summer, he could potentially be very, very fast. This guy was Dade County Athlete of the Year, track guy, high jump, sprints, 10-7, I believe was his peak, and 100 meters, big guy with that kind of speed. You're seeing that come together. Parrish also doing some nice things. Offensive line-wise, the first unit is still the same. Rivers, Cohen, Lee, Cooper, Malagoa, they're providing nice pockets. Samson Okalola doing really nice things at left tackle on the second team, starting to come, come together for him and click. Still needs to get a little stronger, but you're seeing some big runs off of his side, both at the point of attack, just moving guys, also getting to the second level with quickness and the ability to just to calm down and hit a small target. He's such an athlete. Uh, so that's somebody who's, who's to me, making a, a jump on the offensive line. Tight end group is strong. Love to see a Royal there down the road, but Riley Williams and Carver, potential guys. In terms of quarterback, I mentioned Jakari, I think just really having a good week. Emery Williams, more arm strength than we thought. I mentioned that earlier in one of the earlier pods, and you're seeing other people who were there on Saturday or Thursday start to echo that. He had a throw roll in the left where he really showed some arm strength down the field I didn't know he had. He has zip. Question with Emory is going to be live bullets, athleticism. We'll see on that. But the arm is better than advertised, and the size is as advertised. Also a very good worker. Oh, well, and, and I was going to say on that, on that aspect of it, I, I found it interesting. Uh, Jakari had his press conference after practice the other day, and they asked him about Emory Williams. He lit up. He said, that's like my best friend. We live right next to each other. He said in the mornings when he, go, he wakes up and he goes over, you know, before they go over to practice together, he said, if, I'm, if I go over there and he's gone, I know I'm late. And if I, if I go over there and, and, I'm, and I'm able to make it over there with him, I know I'm going to get there early. So, or something along those lines, right? So that indicated to me, obviously we're talking about his physical ability, but, you know, Jakari is a guy who the locker room loves, right, since day one and has done everything he, he needs to um, in terms of work ethic. But if Emory Williams is setting the standard already, then that, you know, should go a long way. 
high character in that room compared to, you know, 2019 when that wasn't really the case. Good looking group too, as far as tight ends, they're tall, they're athletic, they look the part. Offensive line starting to get that way. I put quarterback in that same conversation. TVD big, Emery big, uh, Jakari's up to 225. These are guys that are six four above with size. So that's a position that I like where it's headed. And Jakari, again, I spoke to somebody there who said that Jakari has more upside than anybody in the program, not any quarterback in the program, any player in the program. This is a big guy with an easy arm who is super athletic and can do a lot of things. You saw the sturdiness, the ability to break tackles already on the field. He's a playmaker also. He's not just a camp guy. He made plays his whole career, his whole life. So that's a guy that's to watch in a room that I think is trending in the right direction in this offense, which is still a work in progress. I don't want to get everybody too excited, but you'll see on Friday when the scrimmage is open or when the spring game is open to the public that it looks different. At least I anticipate that that will happen. Defensive side, banged up, but you're seeing more depth at defensive end than maybe last year. Defensive line was banged up last year too. You still didn't have Taylor. You didn't have Hunt last year. You don't have those guys this year. Defensive tackle thin in general, but you're seeing defensive ends step up with Mesador and Harvey out. Nigel Lee Kelly doing some really, really good things. He's got a great long arm move as far as pass rush. He's able to get in the backfield with quickness and bend in terms of disrupting the run. He has a lot of game, and he's getting bigger. I think he's only 17 still, maybe just a young 18. So he's, he's a young 18 as a sophomore, so he's got a lot of upside to him. Bain and Wayne getting a lot of snaps. Wayne showing more pass rush. I compared it to Chance Williams, a better version of Chance Williams a couple podcasts ago just because of that base end. But he's showing some more pass rush than I thought he has. So maybe I underestimated what he can develop into now that he's getting coached by Jason Taylor. One position I wanted to highlight as really stepping up compared to years past is linebacker. Cristobal mentioned in the scrimmage that linebacker was a position that did really well. You're talking about Francisco Maugoa, who's making picks, deflecting balls, tackles in the backfield, etc. Bobby Washington, who we talked about is a real talent. Derek Nicholson was raving about him. We've been talking about him on the podcast every week. Wesley Bassaint's starting to come on now. Show a little bit of what he showed on the field last year. Take a big step from the beginning of spring. So when you have Bassaint, Maugoa, and Bobby Washington as your Sam, that looks like a Miami linebacker group. Sideline to sideline, they can thump, they can play the pass. Need to gain weight, need to develop, but that looks to me more like what you're accustomed to seeing at Miami and what we haven't had in many years. So interested to watch that group grow. Still need depth, still need development there. Injuries can really short-circuit it, but I like the trend, particularly with those three guys. And at, and at interior defensive line, you mentioned that they're banged up, but Coach Cristobal seemed pleased with Thomas Gore, he mentioned, Lichtenstein, and Ahmad Moten as well, who, you know, is another guy that, that you singled out last week. So there's some real depth developing at that spot, I think. Absolutely. But you do need the reinforcements of a Taylor, Jared Harrison Hunt. Those are the top end guys, but you have a ton of experience. You know, people forget that Lichtenstein came over from USC and played a ton over there right next to a guy in Drake Jackson who was a second-round pick, right? Um, and then Thomas Gore coming over, right, from Georgia State. He's, he's got a real, he's got a real uh, good amount of experience coming with him and, and production, 
right? So yes, you expect some of those other guys to be uh, the real, you know, down to down playmakers. Um, but you could have a nice rotation there. And Branson Dean, who was an all-over mention, right. all Big Ten. That's going to be a good group when everybody's together, defensive line. They just need one more big body. The position that I'm concerned about, I should mention safety, like how that's trending. Camp Kitchens making picks every practice, had a one-hander in one-on-ones, had a pick in the, in the team drills. He's, he's a ball hawk, great tackler, maybe not the best cover in the slot, but everything else he does at a tremendously high level. Markeith Williams starting to show as far as diagnosing things, flying downhill. He has twitch. He has some length and ranginess to him, still needs to gain weight. But he flies with reckless abandon, and he's smart. You can tell he's instinctual. I know Camp Kitchens raves about him, says he's more talented than he is. So that's someone who you're starting to see more with James Williams out getting more reps. The position I'm concerned about is cornerback. Last year, they just looked a lot stronger with Stevenson and Ivy. The receivers are better this year, but I don't think the corners are as good. Devontae Brown, probably your best one with the length and ability to win at the catch point. Well, I was going to say, you, you're talking about the body types at these other positions. I don't know if the body types are there yet. Brown does have you know, the length um, and, and the height that, that you're looking for. Still want to see him get, you know, add some, some good weight, but at the end of the day, you have a lot of smaller nickel types, I, I believe. Absolutely. Porter, Couch, you need... Demari Which you Brown. need those guys. You need you need to have a couple of those guys definitely in you know in today's game of football with the way that it's spread out. But you're still going to need your your prototypes. Absolutely, but that's a position I think is getting picked on a little bit. Although I will say in the scrimmage on Saturday, much better performance from the corners than on Thursday and then the, the scrimmage the the week prior. So it'll be back and forth. But that's a position I think the portal in general. Getting to Mari Brown from high school, maybe Robert Stafford as well. We'll see how that group develops, but there needs to be there needs to be some development with that unit, in, in my opinion. So, D, I know we don't have a full bank this week, but big uh, commitment over the weekend. Judd Anderson, big six 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 seven quarterback out of Georgia, not the highest rated recruit. So, I know some people on on Twitter were you know going back and forth about about that and how you need the highly rated. Uh, quarterbacks, um, but projectable arm, basketball player, good athlete, right? So just get into this commitment a little bit and first of all, what you've seen on film and what the people inside the building are saying about it because at the end of the day, um, they're the ones who, you know, they're making these these judgments and they're seeing stuff and they're talking to people behind the scenes that maybe the common fan uh, isn't. Um, so if you could kind of get into that a little bit. 6'6", legit. I saw him in person with his family on Thursday. The guy looks the part. Still skinny, but he'll be big when he puts some, some weight on. Not a waif or anything like that. He has, he has an athletic frame at 6'6", and he looks the part. As far as on the field, came from a wing T offense. He's from Macon, Georgia area, Gray, Georgia. Came from a wing T offense, so this is, was his first year in a spread last year. Had some ups and downs as far as production. I think he had 15 picks, 13, or sorry, 15 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, completion percentage under 60. So those are the concerns. When you watch the highlights, he looks like a much better player, a blue chip player. So you see the flashes. And you, if you grade the flashes, this guy looks like a complete stud because 6'6, basketball player, I believe it was 19 and 14 
as a basketball player the year before, played at a higher level at his new school, but still a contributing player to a good team and gets a lot of rebounds and can play in the post. I've seen him hit threes in his highlights, dunk. He does a lot of things. So an athlete does some things from a, just a movement perspective. I'm not comparing him to this guy because it's an unfair comparison. But if you watch Herbert's junior tape, and I think uh, Gabby Rudia from 247 posted and made the comparison, you could see physical similarities basketball player, kind of a late bloomer type. Now, Herbert bloomed in a tremendous fashion. Right. We haven't seen that from Anderson. So to say it's going to happen is very much speculation. If everybody thought that would happen, this kid would have offers from everybody in the country. So there's a bit of a lotto ticket element there. But you, I can see what they are seeing when you watch the coordination, the movement, the size. He's got a nice, easy arm. He can layer the ball. It's not all rockets with him. But you're betting on the improvement with another year out of the wing tee and in this spread offense. Coaches say he's got just home run off the field, religious guy, great student, works hard, does all those things, love football. So you hope to see that improvement. If you do, if he comes out and you get you know, 25 touchdowns, four picks or something like that. Now this guy's going to be probably a four-star and have other com- uh, schools coming in. So it's a bit of a projection, but you see things you like there. And if you look at the quarterback position, certainly in the NFL level, most of these guys are late bloomers. Right. It, as far as the elite, truly elite guys, whether it's your Mahomes, your Allens, your Herberts, up and down, even Kenny Pickett last year, most of these guys are guys that develop later. But... There's a lot of guys that don't develop. So that's, the, that's where the debate comes in. That's why the Canes Insight Board is buzzing, people going back and forth on this commitment because you wonder, is he going to take that step? Is he going to be a Jack Allison or an Arthur Sikowski who has a bad senior year and you say, you know, maybe this guy is just a camp guy? Or is he going to be someone who really sets the world on fire and gets people extremely excited? Kind of like a Brad Kaya yeah. as far as somebody who became a four-star as a senior because he did so many nice things. It'll be interesting to watch what he does. Is is this a one quarterback class for Miami? Because I know you know we talked about it a, a few weeks ago. I know they they were on Aaron Nolan hard. Obviously, he committed to Ohio State um, last week. Is is he going to be their their guy, or is this something where they're going to continue? As I'm sure they they will at every position monitor what what goes on across the country. But do you think that they're comfortable with saying he's their their guy in this class? I think they're comfortable. If you ask me to predict, I think another guy ends up in this class, whether it's Portal or a high school guy that develops. The challenge is going to be getting enthusiasm from the other receivers who don't know this guy. This is not someone who's tore right. up the seven-on-seven. Seven. He's been a name brand since you know a young age. So he's not setting the world on fire like a Nolan might with other recruits. I think that's the challenge. How do you get excitement? That's going to come on the field with this offense scoring points on Saturdays at the end of the day. And I should say Shannon Dawson – Driving force in this recruitment, loves this kid. The people Just because of the timing, people assumed that Air Nolan went elsewhere and then we offered this kid. That's not how it worked. They wanted to take both of them independently. And that was always the plan from everything I was told, even when Nolan was leaning to Miami before Ohio State kicked it up with him. They wanted both of these guys. So well, Dawson's quarterback at, at Houston, where he's coming from, Clayton Toon, is a bigger quarterback, 6'5". I don't know if he's quite 6'6", but has some tools as well. Um, so, you know, maybe this is a sign of things to come for the types of, of quarterbacks that, that Dawson is going to be recruiting in Miami. And similar recruiting background with Toon. Now he'll be a, he'll be a mid-round pick. Yeah. 
Uh, I like the guy yeah. from an NFL standpoint, not like as a superstar, but he looks like a, a solid player and certainly had college production in this offense. So it'll be interesting to see how he develops. I do think we'll take another quarterback, but I can say this was not some sort of backup plan to Nolan. They always wanted well, You Anderson. mentioned him the same show that we were talking about, Nolan. You, know, you mentioned Anderson. So Yeah, we've been talking about him on the bank for – I think the first time I mentioned him was more than a month ago. March 3rd said they really, really like this guy. Now you've seen that process come to an end. So spring game this Friday, what are you looking for, uh, D? I know, again, we've pretty much been breaking it down week by week, give you the updates, but you know, what do you expect a spring game to look like this year for Miami? Obviously a lot of, a lot of bodies already down. So, I don't expect it to be anything too physical, um, but maybe a glimpse into what, what you've been seeing in the scrimmages. What I'd like to see and what I've seen at times in, in, on Green Tree is the offensive line looking different than last year. That should be a quick eye test for people that have been to both last year's spring game and this spring game. I think they'll notice that first. Well, Cristobal seems pleased with that progress. He said it the other day. That's the only – that's really – you know, he talked about linebacker, but – when he talks about the, the roster in general and how much still needs to be done to overturn it, that seemed like the one position that he feels very comfortable with how it's trending. And people will know right away when they step in that stadium and look at the first team lineup, different body types. That will be good to see. I want to see just more touchdowns. Last year's spring game was extremely boring, if you recall. So I'd like to see just more touchdowns, get some more excitement from the recruits in the crowd, the fans in the crowd, showing something's different. Receivers making more plays. They struggled last year. I'd like to see some 50-50 balls go their way in this scrimmage. And then linebacker, like I mentioned, continue the momentum so it looks more like a Miami group with the sideline-to-sideline play. So, once again, the Canes Insight Shop launching tonight or whenever you, uh, whenever you look at this podcast and you see you know, your social media pages, you're on the canesinsight.com website, uh, you'll see it out there. You'll see it posted. Um, so give us your feedback let us know what you guys want um, as far as designs. Like I said, we already have a couple that will be up there uh, that are, you know, we'll call them Kane's Insight Originals, right? Um, but then we also have the classic Kane's Insight stuff if you want to represent out there. Um, so check it out. And again, give us your feedback. Let us know what you want. But we're excited for you guys just to, to see it. Yep. Stay tuned. Go Canes. 